0: You know, I would listen to his old voice messages, you know, things we all do. I would uh, see if he was online, on WhatsApp. I would write messages to him and then erase them. I would write letters to him. I would check his Instagram and his Twitter. I would, you know, write him a message and send it, and then hope to hear back. And I was still lying to myself, still keeping that secret for myself, in a way. Welcome
1: to The Secret Life Podcast, Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. The best way to support the show is to subscribe and share. If you haven't left a review or ratings on iTunes, please do. It helps more people find our show. And if you want to be on it, please shoot me a note at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. I just have to give a big shout out to those that have had a podcast before. It is no joke. And one that I love and loved being part of and felt so whole after doing it is the mental illness happy hour with my dear friend, Paul Gilmartin. I think he's on his 500th episode. He's been doing it since 2011. He's truly a badass man. He brings such an honesty and humanity when he is talking to his guests. I mean, he has on everybody you can imagine. Athlete, doctor, I mean, to name a few. We have Tiffany Haddish, Mark Maron, Neil Brennan, Rob Delaney, and Katherine Hahn, who I adore. Even the New York Times calls the mental illness happy hour a perversely safe place in which he and his guests talk about their fears, addictions, and traumatic childhoods. I mean, come on, is that not a good review? So I just want to give a shout out to him. He inspired me to start this podcast to help other people. So if you guys have a chance, please give a listen to the Mental Illness Happy Hour with my dear friend, Paul. Get new episodes every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, Stitchers, or anywhere you listen to your podcast. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brienne Davis-Gantt. I'm pulling back the curtains on all human secrets. The things we keep deep inside that we hide from ourselves and others, it's either past or present that we're still keeping now. You know, really the how, what, when, why of it all. So my guest today is, oh, I love her, is my friend, Lucy, who is the best person ever. Lucy, here is my question for you. Dun, dun, dun. What is your
0: secret? My secret, my dearest sister, Brianne, is, um, well, that I kept a secret from myself. I lied to myself about um, knowing how dark and how twisted and how awful a relationship I was in really was. I lied to myself about how destructive the guy I was with was. Um and so yeah, I kept that secret from myself, uh which I think is is really fascinating how we're able to do that.
1: Yeah, it's like those moments of intuition that we do
0: not trust or something, right? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, absolutely. The you know, I I always think about that line in Romeo and Juliet, um When Romeo says, I fear too early for my mind misgives, a consequence yet hanging in the stars. Mm. And yeah. And that's, that's what it is. You know, I always think about that because I think we, we all have those, or I think about how animals uh, run inland hours before a tsunami hits or a hurricane hits. Right. We all know about that. Right. And I think we all have those intuitions, those very animalistic intuitions, but we're so conditioned, especially as women mm-hmm. to ignore those intuitions and to question our own feelings and to always assume that there must be something wrong with yourself if you're feeling this way if you're uncomfortable with a man or in a relationship or you you know you don't feel good about something I think we're so conditioned to always uh, bring it back on ourselves and to justify, like to justify yeah. it
1: somehow, like oh he's having a bad day, or you know we use those excuses.
0: Oh, and and then um, also there's this, of course, this fear of confronting your secret. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you know you carry this, you're lying to yourself. So you're, so it's like the secret within yourself, which is almost worse than hiding it from other people, you know, because these kinds of secrets, you're, you're lying to yourself about them too.
1: So how long did this relationship go on and how, and when do you think those intuitions started coming up and when you started to deny them and keep them from yourself?
0: It didn't, it wasn't a very long relationship, but it was very intense. It was about seven months in total. Um, But it was very, very intense. Intense because we really committed to each other. You know, we fell in love hard I and, mean, you know, and just so you know,
1: she just used quotation marks around the word love. I just had to tell, I had to tell you guys
0: that go ahead. No, you're right. You're right. That, that's true. it's, um, it's an audio, it's, it's audio. So I forgot. Yes. Um, in quotes in love, because in retrospect, it's like, well, you know, was that really love? I don't know. Um, but it was intense because we committed to each other really fast. We spent a lot of time together very fast. We didn't live in the same place. So, you know, we pulled out all the stops to see each other and to make it work. And, and I myself was very committed, very fast because I sort of thought, you know, this is, this relationship needs that and deserves that. And, um, and to make it work, I want to be all in. And because I'm like that with everything in my life, I guess. Yeah, you are. I you will know? I will say you are like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. And so and so the first moment that I had that intuition was one night where um we had we hadn't known, we had only known each other for a couple of months but like i said it was intense we were flying to places to be together we were making a lot of sacrifices very early on very fast and so we were together and we had a big fight that came out of nowhere where he um just like screamed at me for like 2 hours what and i remember i was so shocked that I just stood there the whole time. And at one point he like made fun of me and said, oh, well, you know, once we live together, the good thing is we'll never need chairs because you don't sit down. And so that was also so crazy because he yelled at me, but then at the same time said, we're going to live together. Oh, yeah. And, and so that was such a,
1: can I that mani- That's
0: like, yeah, that's like a fucking head manipulation. Fuck. You yeah, know? that's a head yeah. fuck. That's a real head fuck where you're like, this guy's yelling at me. And then he's like, but when we get married and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to marry him. Right, right, right. So it's okay. Wait, what? No, it's not okay. And deep inside, I was like, I know that there's so much more darkness where that came from. And I know that this is not right. And I know that, um, that, that this is going to be really destructive. And then I was like, nope. Go away, intuition. Go away, feeling. Go away. (laughs) Goodbye. Put it into the secret box. I'll keep that a secret to myself. And I told some friends about it, and they were all like, oh, my God, please break this off immediately. You know, like, you have to. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right, uh, but no." <laughs> but I'm gonna keep going because everybody makes mistakes, and you know, he was just having a bad night. He maybe drank too much. You know those things we say. Exactly. He's troubled. He's just not. You know, he's he's I got can issues, fix but he him. doesn't. I can fix him. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I think sometimes. It's like, it's also sometimes I think it's this thing where like, you want something to be a certain way so badly that you just keep it a secret from yourself that you know, it's not that, you know, it's like buying pants that are too small for you. And you're like, I'm going to lose the weight. And it's like, you will never. Those pants just sit in your
1: closet. Yeah. In there. <laughs> and then one day you're like, maybe, and you keep them and you keep keeping them. And then finally you're yeah. like, fuck it. These are never going to fit. I am not <laughs> exactly. a 12 year old girl. Like these are not going to fit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So there's that first one. Now, when did it like, smack you so square in the face that you could not deny that this was seriously something you probably have to get out of?
0: Uh, let's see. When I found out he was cheating on me with um, transgender sex workers, and that's when it hit me so hard in the face. But Because there were so many other things that happened before that with, you know, substance abuse and, like, all types of, like, red flags that came up. And smaller red flags. Just, like, all kinds. Can you name a couple of
1: those just so our audience can hear, like, those little moments that they add up to then it's not just this one big revelation?
0: Well, um... You know, things like he, um, he told me I put on too much makeup one night when we went out and he just sort of said it like in a very flippant kind of cold way, you know, and and that sort of took me by surprise. And then when I said something about it, because it always takes me a minute to like process and then Mm -hmm. be like, wait, this isn't cool. What this wasn't? Okay. I should say something, you know? And so when I did say something about it, he would say, "Oh, I didn't mean it," or "Oh, I'm just trying to be better. I'm not that good at being a boyfriend. I'm trying to learn." I'd be like, "Oh my god, he's trying to learn. So cute, you know." Um, and uh, or, I mean, what else? He told me that he he looked at my feet one day and he went, "Oh my god, you have like fat ankles." No. Yeah, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And he's like no, but really, are they just, are they like a bit swollen now? Or are are they? Oh, wow. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. I mean, and I was like, whoa. And like, I think, um, it's called negging. That's what it's called. It's like these little, like little shit, little digs that like get into your head and you go, Oh, whatever. I'm self-confident. I don't think I have fat ankles. I don't care. But then a voice in your head goes, wow, you have fat ankles. All of a sudden you're like, what? I never thought about this. This is in my brain now, you know? It's like little amounts of abuse. Like just- Yes.
1: Like putting the other person, It's that's actually almost scarier to me than if it's just like straight up someone hits you. It's like, cause your mind- is not really sure what's going on, but if somebody like hits you, you know something is really wrong. Not like I that, totally not re- that I want any of this to happen to
0: anybody, but I'm just saying it's more of a mind game thing. Totally, totally. I totally agree that it's really hard also to reconcile because it's not talked about too much. Now people are starting to talk about it more, but the verbal and sort of mental abuse, emotional abuse is is so hard. The line is so hard to distinguish between. Am I a whiny pussy? You know what I mean, right? Or is this not okay? So I think, especially for us women that are, you know, have careers and are strong and independent, and it's we have this image of ourselves of being able to, you know, deal with it and take it, and so it's kind of like, well, I don't care. You know, that's nothing. I'm nobody touched me. He just said something nasty, but it actually really, um, really like erodes yeah. something in your brain. Something starts you know? like
1: growing and it just yeah. like a tiny voice. And then it's like, yeah, it's it bigger
0: and bigger. Yeah. yeah. And I I realized after we broke up that it took me a while. It really took me a while. And I'm still kind of dealing with like bringing my self-confidence back up. Because when I met him, I was in a time in my life where I was like very self-confident and very strong. And, you know, and he, Even those seven months of being with him really, I mean, really fucked me up, self-confidence-wise. But I think that's
1: interesting, though, that it was only seven months. And when you can be in a relationship like that, it can really mess you up no matter how long you're in it. Yeah,
0: I agree with that totally. And I think, you know, people say, well, at least you weren't with him for 10 years. And it's like, uh, it's hard to, you know, it's like when people say, well, they were 97, so they had a long life. So maybe it's not as sad that they died. It's still sad. You know, it still hurts the same way, I think. Yes. Yeah. Of course, if you've been with someone for 10 years, 15 years, 20, and you have children and like your whole life falls apart, that's a different thing, obviously. But I, I think you're right. It can, it can hurt. In the same way as having been in a long relationship can hurt, but you asked what happened. What smacked me in the face, and that was it. But that was it when I found out he was sleeping. But but the but so all these things happened before that were you know little digs that that you know with substance abuse things like around deception and and um, and so I I just started to tell you my friend and I always joke there was like a writer's room in the sky that was like, what else can we do to get her away from him? Because I kept lying to myself about it. And I kept justifying. And, and, you know, the fact that he cheated on me, there was a lot of times where I couldn't reach him for like 24 hours, you know? But I knew that he was like at home. I knew he wasn't working and I knew he wasn't traveling, but I couldn't reach him. He was gone, you know what I mean? And then he'd say, oh, I slept or I did this. So there were a lot of like... Like there was red flags and you were painting them white or something, like painting them a different color. Polka dots, all kinds of stuff I was (laughs) painting on there. (laughs) And then, you know, I always picture these people up in the sky being like, okay, we'll, we'll make him say something really nasty to her. That'll, that'll work. And then they're like, okay, let's go, let's do it. And then it happens. And I'm like, okay, I'm still with you. We'll make him scream at her for two hours. Nope, nothing. And then they were sitting there like, what could we do? He needs to cheat on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to cheat on her oh, it has to be with a sex worker. That'll make it bad. Oh, yeah. And then the third guy's like, what if it's a transgender sex worker? Because that, not that like... And I'm also not mad about the like aspect of bisexuality or homosexuality. That doesn't bother me at all. Like, I just want to make that clear. It's the deception. It's the deception, 100%. And I asked him, you know, I asked him a few times while we were together, um if he'd ever been with a man, he said no. And, and, and I didn't ask because I care. I asked because I was curious, you know? Um, and so for, for me, definitely the, the deception is that's the worst part of it. You know, feeling like you can't trust somebody.
1: Yeah. Somebody that you really put your all into and all these things happen. And then you realize like, They were living this
0: secret and lie the entire time. They were living a secret life. Exactly, they were living a secret. And how can you really keep such a secret from someone you say you love?
1: So, if you were to look at it, this you know secret from yourself. I always like to talk about the seven deadly sins because they're in human nature. I don't find them to be sins. So, let's go through them: pride, greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, and sloth. Which would you attach to you? not trusting that intuition and keeping that secret from yourself that something was truly wrong with this relationship?
0: I think it would be pride, greed, and lust, you know? I think it would be pride because I didn't want to admit to myself that um, this wasn't who I thought it was. I chose... (laughs) the, the bad apple. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So pride in that sense, um, greed, because I wanted the feeling I wanted to be in love. I wanted to have that. I wanted the like excitement, you know, and lust because, um, well, obviously because, you know, we were in a relationship and we were intimate and having sex and, and it was, it was exciting on a, on, on a sexual primal level, obviously. The first
1: year is usually like that. It's like yeah. this, I always say like, I'm in love with being in love. And yeah. after the first year is done, it's like that goes away and you have to pay bills and you have to pick up the dog shit and you have to do those <laughs> things, take out the trash, you know? And yeah. I didn't want to be a part of that. So I see like, you're like trying to keep that connection still going. Yeah. So how did it end? Please tell me it ended. It, it's done, Like it's
0: done. <laughs> yes, it's done. It's totally okay. done. Um, but you know, it's interesting because it took me a while to also stop lying to myself about the fact that I needed to really be done and not speak to him anymore. And not because I am so angry at him and because I hate him. It's not that because if anything, I feel sorry for him, you know, mm-hmm. but it was because for myself, that's what was the best thing for me, for me to like get on with my life, for me to be happy again and not be in this like miserable a hole of of pain for you know for for months. I woke up every day feeling like I had a dagger in my chest. I would lie to myself about uh, how important it was not to speak to him anymore. So I would you know I would listen to his old voice messages. You know things we all do. I would see if he was online on WhatsApp. I would um, I would write messages to him and then erase them. I would write letters to him. I would check his Instagram and his Twitter. I would you know, write in the message and send it and then hope to hear back. And I was still lying to myself, still keeping that secret for myself in a way, you know, I feel like that's like tiny little cuts that
1: we do, you know, like looking on Instagram, our social media, our texting, it's these tiny little things that we do to like keep hurting ourselves.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: And why do you think that was so hard for you to let go of?
0: Because I think admitting to yourself that you were wrong or that you were wronged or that you participated, and I think, you know, that really does bring it back to this keeping the secret from yourself, admitting to yourself that you knew all along, but you stayed anyway and you sort of let it happen. Mm -hmm. And that's not to put the blame on me or anybody that's in a a horrible, abusive relationship, but, but- for me, that was, it was really hard to come to terms with that. And it made me go into the spiral of what's wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. I'm fucked up. I'm the problem. I'm crazy. You know, I'm going for these guys I that are destructive and I'll never be with anybody. I don't deserve anybody, you know, this whole spiral. And so that's hard. It's hard to face that and deal with it. So- I think the easier exit is to go, oh, I'm going to go back to pretending that I can fix this and that this is going to be okay. Right. Or he's going to change. Or he's going to change. Exactly.
1: Which is my favorite thing is like, I can fix him. He's going to change. It will be better. And I'm like, no, (laughs) it's not going to get better. I promise you. So how do you move forward in the future? How do you not redo these behaviors that put you in this situation where you are harming yourself? I don't even have to ask you the question of who you're harming because you already know you are harming yourself. You just said it. So how do you move forward? How do other people move forward if they're in the same situation?
0: You know, I think it's all about recognizing it. Obviously, I did... You know, I, I went to therapy or I started therapy, which I'd never really consistently done in my life. And I think it's about really taking that moment when you go, "Wait, I'm feeling something. What is it? No, you know, and recognizing your patterns. And I just had it actually with um with a friend, a male friend. He's just a friend, but, he um, did something that, that uh, wasn't cool and I told him and then he started apologizing and immediately I went to this thing of going, oh, it's okay, don't worry, and making him feel better. And I, then I realized it and I was like, no, this is not, like I'm entitled to feel a certain way and to tell the person, and I don't have to make it better for them. You know what I mean? I don't have to fix that for them, take that responsibility on. So that's just an example of, I think, how you can start, if you recognize what the problem is, and you recognize that you do have that intuition, but that you're blocking it out, then I think it's about like listening to yourself and in small ways starting to go, oh, I'm doing it again. It's like if you bite your fingernails and you want to stop and you go, oh, oh I'm doing it again, you know, and then you put your hands down and you put some nasty nail polish on it. So it tastes bad, but it's about like, recognizing that you're doing it first and then you can stop it.
1: I love that you said that about friends. I love that you're tying to that because I think people give leeway to our friends or people close to us, our family. And it's like, Having that boundary and that intuition and be like, that does not feel well. I am not going to participate where you are abusing me and I'm not then going to make you feel like, oh, that's okay. I love that you said that because I find myself doing that, especially being from the South. I see women do it Mm. all the time. And it's really truly where you
0: start feeling your self-worth mm-hmm. and your self-love mm-hmm. when those boundaries start going up. I, I totally agree. I-, I wanna say I totally agree, but then I realize that I don't have enough experience to be like, I totally agree. I think that like you're totally right because I'm starting to feel it, you know, because I just started to do this with friends and and to say, oh yeah. I want to put up boundaries and I don't want to just go, Oh, it's okay. Everybody has their little thing and nobody's perfect. And okay. So this person's a bit of an asshole, but I love them. And you know what I mean? And It's like, wait, no, that's not how it works. Like if somebody's not good to you, you tell them and if they can take it and recognize you can talk about it. Great. You know, if they Mm -hmm. tell you to go fuck yourself, then you know where you're at and you know that's not your friend. So yes, I think you're totally right with that. And I'm just starting to actually uh, practice that because I think it is like a practice, you know? It is. It's taking me many,
1: many, many years of therapy and sobriety and, and working on myself that I can honestly tell you there's not a single person in my life who abuses me in any way. And those people that did are gone because I don't put up with it and you have to keep my boundaries. So you are on the right path. I know you and I know what a sweetheart you are, but I also love that you're like enough is enough. Yeah, for sure. So I love you saying that. I don't even know which friend you're talking about and you never have to tell (laughs) me, but I am so excited. You said that and I'm excited you are now trusting that small voice that we all like to not listen to because we want things to work out. We put our heart into something and when it doesn't work out, it hurts, but we have to walk through the
0: hurt to get to the other side. Totally. Absolutely. And it's uncomfortable and, And it's so easy to just, you know, sweep things under the carpet, but I totally agree with you. And you know, the other thing is, is that it always comes out anyway. Mm -hmm. If you leave it and you put the lid on it, at some point it'll boil over and it'll, you know, hit you in the face, kick you in the ass, whatever you want to call it, you know.
1: (laughs) Bite you in the ass, whatever, whatever. Bite you in the ass, exactly. Kick you in the the ass. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your secret. And I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out. I mean, I thank did. You. And this is Secret Life Podcast. If you have a secret and you want to let it off your chest, you know, or if you have a past secret that you're on the other side now and we can discuss it, please email me at secretlifepodcast at icloud And I look forward to hearing from you guys and. Thank you again for listening to Secret Life Podcast. Please subscribe, share, send me a note. And you can always support the show with a donation on our site, secretlifepodcast.com. Until next time, bye. Bye.